today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. When we no longer try, then we no longer desire the things of God, which is why we ignore the things of God. And you can just start the watch. It's just a matter of time before you become bored with the things of God. Then, when that happens, warning lights, they start flashing to get our attention that the things of God need our attention. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Hebrews. Anyone who's been in a healthy relationship knows that it remains healthy because there's choices to be made every day. If you become apathetic, you'll become uninterested. Today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that our relationship with Christ works the same way. If you become passive, the things of God will pass right by. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Hebrews chapter 5 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Today we find ourselves in Hebrews chapter 5 and Lord willing we will finish the entirety of this chapter. The writer of Hebrews by the Holy Spirit verse 1 writes, Every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able, verse 2, to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray, since he himself is subject to weakness. This is why he has to offer sacrifices for his own sins, as well as for the sins of the people. And no one takes this honor on himself, but he receives it when called by God, just as Aaron was. In the same way, verse 5, Christ did not take on himself the glory of becoming a high priest. But God said to him, You are my son. Today I have become your father. And he says in another place, You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, He offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death, and he was hurt because of his reverent submission. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered, and once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him, and was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Now, verse 11 is interesting. We have much to say about this, but 
it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. Some of your translations render it, you have become dull of hearing. Wow. In fact, verse 12, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's Word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But, verse 14, solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Wow. (laughs) Let's pray if you would please join with me. Loving Heavenly Father, we readily admit that the passage before us is such that we desperately need for the Holy Spirit to give us understanding. There's a reason this is here in our Bibles, and it's also the reason why we're here today, because we need for you to show us what it is that you would have us to see. And Lord, when you do, we want to have eyes to see. And when you speak, we want to have ears to hear. And Lord, we want to have hearts to receive. Lord, as only you can, and always do, because your word never returns void, you speak into our lives, and sometimes it's very specific, very personal, And that's what we're looking for and even asking you for today. Would you do that for us, Lord, today? Will you speak? Your servants are listening. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, (laughs) I want to talk to you today about those warning signs or warning lights, if you prefer, in our Christian lives that indicate we're not growing spiritually. You know how it is in your car when those dash lights come on warning you? What do you do? You get the electrician's tape, the black, and you cover it up. So it's so annoying. Well, that light is there for a reason. It's a warning light, and it's warning you something needs your attention. Something is wrong, and you need to pay attention and give it attention now. Warning, warning, warning. Well, that's what chapter 5 is in Hebrews that's before us today. As we just read, and as we're about to see, the writer of Hebrews knows that these believers are not spiritually mature enough to understand. You can almost sense the frustration, which we'll talk about here shortly. 
I mean, he wants to explain these truths to them, and these truths are life-changing truths, but he can't. He wants to, but he can't. And the reason he can't is because he knows they just won't get it. Now, it's important to know the context in which this letter is written. It's going to be germane to our understanding. Not only the context in which it was written, but to whom it's written. Namely, these Hebrew Christians who were under tremendous pressure. These were arguably new believers. However, it would stand to reason, given what the writer of Hebrews says here, that they should be much further along by now, but weren't. But they were under tremendous pressure to go back to Judaism. And it seems that the focus was on the high priest. And it's for this reason that he emphasizes the fact that Jesus is our high priest. And he cites Old Testament scripture related to Melchizedek, which he expounds on in chapter 7. When we get there, we'll talk more about that. Now, I realize that at first read, one might be tempted to quickly conclude that, what does this have to do with me? Melchizedek? What? High priest? Huh? Well, the fact of the matter is, this has profound application to our lives today. And here's why. Like with them then, so too is this true for us now when it comes to the pressure to turn away and give up on the Lord. And it's very subtle. It's a process. Happens over time. Enter today's text where I was able to find three warning signs, three warning lights that serve as indicators that we're just as prone as they were to do this. And the first one is in verses 1 through 6. And this is where it starts. We start to stray. Now, the writer of Hebrews draws this comparison concerning the high priest who deals gently with those who are ignorant. I want you to hang on to that word ignorant for just a moment. Uh, not only those who are ignorant, but those who go astray. As we'll see shortly, this ignorance is chiefly due to one deliberately ignoring, ignorance, ignoring, please tell me you connected those dots. <laughs> it's deliberate. Deliberately ignoring, ignoring, well that too, but ignoring. <laughs> and the reason that it's deliberate, ignoring, is because one 
doesn't really value the importance. Isn't it true? Wouldn't you agree? That if we don't place a high value on something or someone, we're not going to give it any attention. I mean, we're going to ignore it. I mean, pull out that black electrician tape. (laughs) You know, so go away. Just stop bugging me. I'm going to ignore it. And then when this happens, it's just a matter of time before the inevitable strain will ensue by virtue of one no longer prioritizing the things of God. And this brings us to the second one in verses 7 through 11. I want to spend a little bit of time on this because it's very important. It's that we become bored. Uninterested. Just doesn't seem interesting to me anymore. That's what the writer of Hebrews is saying here. It's very interesting for a number of reasons, chief of which is found in verse 11. This is where it kind of seems like you get the sense that the writer is just frustrated. It's kind of like, I want to tell you these things. There's so many things. I want to tell you this. I want to explain this to you. I want to show this to you. But you can't handle it. I think of the child (laughs) who you would never give the keys to the car to. And I'm not talking about your 16-year-old either. (laughs) They're too immature. They wouldn't be able to handle it. And in the same sense, this is what the writer of Hebrews is saying here. Oh, there's just, I want to tell you this. I mean, I want to talk to you about the high priest and Melchizedek and how he points to and is a picture of the person of Jesus Christ. But I can't. You won't get it. And there's a reason you won't get it. The reason is you've become, keyword, dull of hearing. You no longer even try. You're just not interested. Come on, let's just be honest. It's just, it's boring to you now. You've become, keyword, bored. You become dull of hearing. I know this is a dorky illustration, but it's the best I've got. If you've got a better one, see me after. But have you ever wondered why it is that we don't have ear lids? I told you it was dorky. We have eyelids. We can shut our eyes. Can't shut our ears. Hmm. You know where I'm going with this, right? You know how it is that you can hear, but you're not really hearing. I mean, you're hearing them, but you're not really hearing them. When I was a little boy, my mom, in her very thick accent, would always hit this note, this octave, when she was mad at me, which was quite often, by the way, and I gave her good reason to be, but she would 
Oh, he do! I don't know what note that is, but whatever note that is, that was it. That's all I heard. And then all I heard after that was, I had shut my ears and I didn't hear. That's what we do with the Word of God and the God of the Word. Here's the thing, and I <laughs> I hope you understand that what I'm speaking of comes from experience, okay? I mean, how many times have I been dull of hearing the Word of God, especially under the banner of not wanting to hear the Word of God. Oh, I don't want to hear that. So we shut our ears. We become dull of hearing, and we just blow it off. We ignore it. Here again, we see the personal application to our own lives. When we no longer even try, I mean, we're just not interested. And when we no longer try, then we no longer desire the things of God, which is why we ignore the things of God. And you can just start the watch. It's just a matter of time before you become bored with the things of God. Then, when that happens, warning lights, they start flashing to get our attention that the things of God need our attention. And before we go on to this third one, I want to say this because it's very important that you understand this. Never imagine that God is in heaven demanding, you listen to me, boy. You listen to me now. No, it's more like this. And you see it and sense it with the heart of the writer of Hebrews. It's more like, I wish I could tell you this. I wish you would, would listen, not for me, for you. I have your best interest at heart. The, the warning light, I'm trying to protect you. I'm trying to redirect you. I'm trying to provide and guide because I love you. Please listen to me. Please hear me. Don't ignore me. Don't shut me out. Turn me off. Verses 12 through 14. The result is we remain immature. Remain. Are you noticing the, the wording here? Very specific. We become dull of hearing, the implication being that we didn't start out that way. We became that way over a process and a period of time. We have become uninterested. We have become bored. We have become dull of hearing. And what happens next? Well, we remain immature. If you were to ask me what I thought was one of the saddest passages 
in all of Scripture, Hebrews 5, 12 through 14 would have to be at the top of the list, and I'll explain why. It speaks to how many a Christian never matures, never grows. And the result is they remain stunted in their growth, dare I say, retarded in their spiritual growth. And this is sad, and this is tragic. Sadly and tragically, there's just so much that they miss out on in their Christian lives that only the mature Christians get to enjoy. Let me expound on this just briefly. I think of the Christian who has grown in grace and matured in Christ, knows the Word of God and the God of the Word. So when, not if, the storm hits and the storm hits, they're mature enough and they can handle it. This is an interesting analogy, wouldn't you agree? This notion of still being a spiritual infant? You haven't even teethed yet. You can't even eat prime rib. Wow, what a tragedy. I know that's a stretch, but you get the point, right? You're still on milk. You're still on the bottle. Man, you're missing out. Mature Christians, 42 ounce, spiritually speaking, of course. Prime rib, medium rare. That's meat. That's meat. But the immature Christian knows no such thing. Completely foreign to them. They've never tasted of that because they can't. All they can taste is just the milk, because they've never matured. It's really an indictment, and I want to be careful because I don't want anybody to leave here today feeling condemnation. It's not condemnation, it's conviction. And there is a huge difference between the two. One of the litmus tests that has served me well in my walk with the Lord is that condemnation will drive me away from the Lord. That's what Satan wants, by the way. Whereas conviction will draw me near to the Lord. That's the Holy Spirit, by the way. It's not condemnation, because if it's condemnation, it's like, oh, I better keep my distance. Better not pray. I'm going to get it the other shoe is going to drop. God's had it with me. No. That's condemnation. And Romans 8, 1, the whole chapter of Romans 8, especially if you struggle with doubt about God's love for you, I really encourage you to spend some time in Romans chapter 8. There is no thing that can separate you from the love that God has for you. Neither height, nor depth, nor principality, nor power of darkness, nor any created thing, pretty much covers everything, (laughs) that can ever separate you from the love that God has for you. 
Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you heard today may have encouraged you in your faith. There are many revered Bible characters mentioned in the book of Hebrews, people who lived ordinary lives but amounted to much in God's eyes when it came to faith. Perhaps you might be the same. You're living your very ordinary life, striving to live for God, but sometimes you make some harebrained decisions. Thankfully, God's looking at your life and your faith as a whole. This should be encouraging to you. You don't have to live up to perfection. Continue following this series with us in the book of Hebrews to gain additional glimpses of faith lived out. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of In Spirit and Truth, go to calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're at our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D., You can find service times and directions on our website. Once again, that's calvarychapelkaneohe.com. Thanks for listening today to this teaching in the book of Hebrews. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God has been putting on his heart. Faith is something that's ongoing, so keep it up. Join us again on In Spirit and Truth. Holy me true.